Hi, and welcome to Afflictions of Addiction, a podcast where you will get down-to-earth, heartfelt stories of downridden people, their daily struggles to get high and to make it by in life. Parts of me Join us today and hear personal commentary from Jesse and Mary, who were teenage sweethearts. They had children together and found themselves 10 years later, homeless, sleeping in a tent, and indefinitely hooked on heroin and methamphetamines. Jesse and Mary. I can't put my clothes on anymore. been using for the past three years. When I wake up, I break out my kit and pick a shot up and do it. And then I lay there and not out for a minute and then do a shot of his neck and go about my day. And it just keeps repeating. myself all day long like uh, the, the biggest part of me wants my kids back, wants my normal life back, wants to take back all the mistakes I've made to become an addict and a uh, slammer, so to speak. I don't enjoy the lifestyle, but I enjoy the, the part that covers up the, you know, physical deep down within pain that just like, or this, just... <laughs> shame and guilt and deep down inside me that uh, is just so physical. It's kind of covers up all of the feelings that I can't deal with, the pain, so it's like my comfort. It's been my comfort, so that's why I can't walk away. understand, you know, there's plenty of people who I know who have lost their kids who, I'm like, fuck that, I could never let that happen now, I'm like, fuck, I'm here, how did I get here, why would I do anything? I can't put my clothes on anymore, they're covered in dirt and mopping up the floor, I don't even want to think about, hello. I use heroin and meth. That's all I do pretty much is try to figure out how to get my get what I need every day to stay well. I don't have no enjoyments because the drugs take that away. When I don't have them, I'm constantly doing whatever I gotta do to figure out how to get them.
now, the only thing that makes me happy is using the ones I use and everything as well. I think about my kids, but when, when I'm not well, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting for the drugs. I, uh, I, I, nothing makes me happy really, but using, sticking that needle in my arm. Lots of me falling down the sink, a I can't get out of bed unless I do a, do a shot of heroin, and if I don't have heroin, I substitute it with crystal. I won't stop, I just, I can't, I can't unless I get some type of help. I, uh, I want to go to rehab, but I just can't get there. Like, I want to get my kids back, I, I don't know, I just, but I just can't seem to make it happen. When I wake up in my tent, I pull out the spoon. If I have something to put on it, like heroin or whatever, I cook it up and shoot it in my arm. If it's crystal, I do the same thing. From there, I go get dressed and go out with, with my girl Mary, and we go try to figure out how we're going to make the next 20 bucks to get high. Once we're well, we just usually spend that time going and try to figure out money to stay well. Because when we're sick, we can't even get out of bed. I can't put my clothes on anymore. They covered in dirt and mopping up. It don't get no worse than where I'm at. Like, well, uh, there's bums out there that look worse than me, but I'm just a... I'm just a bum that's in disguise, you know, and people can't tell because I dress decent and stuff, and, but that's only because we steal clothes every day, and, and I'm just like any of those bums out there holding signs, just getting money in a different way, you know, we go out and steal things and recover them or whatever, like, just one of those bums out there sitting on the phone. Hello, I've been sick by lots of fingers I don't think I can go on much more Because when there's no touch, there's no sense in going on Are we doing enough to help those who have fallen to drug addiction? It is very sad that many people are completely addicted to a heavy narcotic and feel they have no hope. Some of the addicts still to meet their basic needs, such as food. They find stealing easy and continue to do so, so they can purchase their drugs. They go into a store, they steal, and they return the item for cash, and off they go to score for the day. They wake up the next day going through withdrawal, but must get up and do it all over again, only to be released, and again, off to do it all over again. They may start dealing the drug to be able to afford their own. Drug trafficking is a class A felony. Depending on the substance and the weight involved, a sentence for trafficking can range from three years in prison and a $25,000 fine to life without parole. Many of these people are not bad people. Circumstances in their life ranging from dysfunctional childhood to simply hanging out with the wrong crowd and feeling peer pressure have led them down this road. 
David Eagleman, a neuroscientist and writer at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, has a very interesting scientific explanation on why people have these behavior disorders. We know that one of the things that characterizes most criminal behavior is very poor impulse control. So most criminals can tell you in a moment of sober reflection what the right and wrong thing to do is. They just have very bad impulse control. That's a place where we can actually help using cutting edge technologies in a libertarian fashion that allows people to help themselves by strengthening the long term decision making parts of their brain. That's one example. Another example is having rational sentencing by understanding how likely someone is to reoffend, and basing the length of their sentence on that. This is already in use in courtrooms with essentially statistical or actuarial tests, and we're using neuroscience to try to improve those even more. We'll never have 100% correlation because life's much too complicated for that, but at least we can distinguish who's a really bad seed that we want to lock away for a long time versus people who might not be and could use a shorter prison sentence. Well, that guy, I wouldn't have done that. We should, we should make that guy hurt because he made a bad free will decision. It's not, clear that that's, it's not clear that your brain and his brain are anything alike. One thing that's very important is this does not exculpate criminals. As we develop a better biological understanding, it does not let anyone off the hook. Instead, we're still going to lock people away, but it allows us to do rational sentencing to introduce new ideas for rehabilitation and to better understand how to incentivize, how to structure incentives in the society. So that's the goal of a biological understanding. We'll make pretty rational economic decisions. Other people make very terrible intuitive decisions. And I think the important end goal for us in trying to structure economies and structure a legal system is to understand what the population actually looks like and how they actually behave. Obviously, as a you know, as a scientific community, we've long ago given up the idea that we understand people as rational actors, because that's not the case. As we understand what they actually are, we'll be able to structure things pretty nicely. Because we know the complexity of gene-environment interactions, there's no way that we'll ever be able to say, oh, it's their genes, or oh, it's their... We're not going to be able to identify the root of it. So my suggestion is, what we need is a completely forward-looking legal system. We need to understand the human brain better so that we can say, given the brain that's in front of the judge's bench right now, what do we do with it from here forward? Given all the data we have from the past about people who have similar brains, what do we do with it now? So it's not coddling because we're still putting people away. What we are doing is we're not using incarceration as the blunt tool that it is currently used as. So instead of throwing everybody in jail with previously mandated sentences, we're able to modify it on an individual basis, put people away for longer or shorter time. We're able to introduce new ideas for rehabilitation, which is very important. Take something like the drug war. We spent hundreds of billions of dollars attacking the supply, which has shown uh, itself to be a failure in every way. What we should be doing is addressing the demand. Drug addiction is a real problem, but we can address the addict's brain. We can use rehabilitation there. It's not a matter of coddling a drug addict. It's a matter of fixing the problem, saving our society trillions of dollars and a lot of human misery. How can we help people? Instead of throwing them in jail and treating mothers and fathers as hardened criminals, mixing them with a population of sometimes extreme offenders, shouldn't we take those tax dollars 
and invest them into drug rehabilitation facilities that actually work? Join us next time as we talk to more addicts, hear their stories, and find out why Prop 36 isn't working. We wish you well with your struggles or the struggles of those very dear to you. Watching a loved one's life fall apart is especially painful and there's nothing we can do about it. We can't help them unless they want help. We will be stopping by the Delancey Street Project in San Francisco where we will talk to some of the ex-convicts and ex-drug addicts who are able to get the right kind of help. I will be sharing more information about their project and how they help anyone honestly committed to fixing his or her life. Until then, hugs to you all. sung and dedicated from Dakota to his brother Jesse. I'm so young, I don't know what to do. Give me a different life, let me start anew. So damn hard, I really do try. But in the end it's all just a simple lie. It feels so good when I finally lay in peace. Oh, 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 oh. I want my life back, but I can't find any relief. I just can't do it. I don't have any belief. I feel pain then. I feel no pain at all What have I become? Staring at the wall Where did I go wrong? Just make me whole again Beaten down and broken Where would I begin? This is not me Oh, this is not me this cannot be me, no, not my destiny. Decisions that I make always bring me down. I have fallen, can't get up to misery, I am bound. Oh.